I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. It is a part of everything we do in life, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually. The energy you're putting out right now is coming back all the time, whether you recognize it or not. And if you can become conscious of that, then it will change the way you operate your entire life. So what I want to talk about now is how it comes into play emotionally for all of us. The energy of our emotions and thoughts also has a huge impact all the time, whether you recognize it or not. Think about this. If somebody snaps at you, don't you automatically, no matter how evolved you may be, the moment they snap, don't you automatically have that feeling of wanting to snap back, right? Or when somebody is generous and giving with you, it, whether you recognize it or not, creates a calm and kind energy inside yourself. So to help bring Newton's third law to life, we called up on someone whom I connected with on the show in my last season. His hit comedies earn nearly $2 billion, making Tom Shadyac not only a multimillionaire, but a bona fide member of Hollywood's elite. He lived the fantasy life, extravagant parties, private jets, fancy cars, and a 17,000-square-foot mansion, just one of three homes Tom owned around the world. As Tom's fortune grew, he says his life felt empty and unfulfilled. After a bike accident nearly killed him, the Hollywood director turned the camera on himself and created a provocative documentary called I Am. Facing my own death brought an instant sense of clarity and purpose. And what I had come to know was that the world I was living in was a lie. That's when Tom gave up his lavish life, moved out of his mansion, and into a mobile home. I think the lighter I've gotten in terms of stuff, the freer I've gotten, and the happier I've gotten. There's just less stuff to take care of. And if the stuff you were taking care of really made you happy, that would be one thing. But it didn't do anything, really, for me. It was just stuff. Hi, welcome back. Oh, good to be here. Isn't this great? Amazing, yeah. amazing. It's one of my favorite laws. You mm. call it? Uh, I call it cause and effect. So how did cause and effect play the role in your life of you changing everything? Was it because you had that bike accident? Well, that was, that was uh, a big part of it. But, you know, honestly, it was happening before then. When the stuff started coming to me, I believe it came with an energy. Like, when a lesson comes to you, what is the energy that comes with it? You want to share it, right? Right, yeah. You heard the story, how crazy and precise the universe is, didn't you? The September 22nd story? No, which so one? So this, this is a crazy story. So um, I hit my head on September 22nd, midday. That was the bike accident that is shown in I Am that almost mm-hmm. killed me. September 22nd, midday. Two years earlier, uh, I have to come up with a date for the flood in Evan Almighty. Mm-hmm. So Morgan Freeman is going to tell Steve Carell's character what day the flood is coming. The, the words that came to me were September 22nd, midday. Little did I know that years later, mm-hmm. I would, my life would change on that day. Guess what day I spoke to your producers about doing this show? It was September 22nd, midday. <laughs> but I, I, I really believe that that's how precise 
uh, God's law is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we call it Newton's law. I call it God's law. Well, the source, the universe, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. there is a guiding hand to all this, and mm -hmm. it can be extremely precise. This is big-time Hollywood director Tom Shadiak gave up his big, fancy life. Uh, what is it, 17 bedrooms? 17,000 square feet, 17, three-home thing. Yeah. 17,000 yeah. square feet to live in a trailer. It's a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is here to talk about Newton's third law of motion. He calls it cause and effect. I do too. It plays out in every relationship that we have and every decision that we make. So I hear you don't like to use the word karma because it makes people think about religion and it isn't religious. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. It just is. Exactly. And, and again, we don't want to look for language that can divide you know, uh, definition is the death of discovery. So as soon as I say the word karma, oh, Buddhist, yeah. you put you in a box, yeah, yeah. you know? But if you use, you know, terms like cause and effect, mm -hmm. you know? It's happening in nature all of the time. Right. And it's also happening in the nature of your own soul, your own emotions yes. and everything that you're creating. So that, that is why you basically, everybody has, whether you yeah. recognize it or not, your life is reflecting back to you exactly who you are right. all of the time. That's we right. get that, right? Yeah, sometimes you don't like the reflection. <laughs> you don't like what you see. That's right. Yeah, That's and right. the first place to yeah. look is inside yeah. yourself well, instead of looking out. Well, yeah. What we have the ability to do is what we can control is our reaction. Yes. You know? Oh, and, and I, I just realized in thinking about the show that reaction is the word react. You get a chance to act again. To react. Yeah, so Ooh. like... <laughs> so like when you were saying earlier, when someone, you know, does something to snub you, you want to snub back, but you get a chance to step back and say, wait a second, I'm going to react in a different way. Yes. You know, in a more evolved way, send out a different energy, which is going to change the energy that comes back. And the truth is, is that you are responsible for uh, your actions and the intention is what really yes. always determines what the effect is going to be. The intention is everything. Yeah. In fact, I can't say the word cause without creed. intention. That's right. And the ultimate cause that you love is? Well, cause the universe into existence. Yeah. It's love. Love, yeah. It's the ultimate cause. It's the ultimate so, cause. you know, love covers a multitude of sins. People will talk about karma, and there's a saying, love covers a multitude of sins. You want to heal, quote, karma, mm -hmm. bad energy, it's love. Mm -hmm. It burns it up. That is how you change everything. So some of our life classers are here. Jean is a mother of three boys who was recently laid off. And Jean, uh, what do you say? You're in a karma rut. That's what the producers tell me. That's right. I'm in a karma rut. Um, I, I truly believe in um, living with intention. And the things that I want to do, um, I do with love and, and giving. And recently, I took care of, of a family relative. And right now, what seemed to be just a helping hand has turned into a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. He's He's in a, um, a facility where my husband is the guardian and I'm the primary caregiver. So um, I, I gave from my heart and I really wanted to help him. I keep giving and I just don't see where the reaction is coming to me. I, I don't, I, do I have to wait for this to happen? Are you happen? looking for it? Are you looking for the reaction? I'm waiting for a reaction. I'd I mean, like really, to. Are you con would you say you're consciously or subconsciously doing it and thinking, okay, where's, where's mine? No, no. Uh -huh. I, I'm, I'm a There's caregiver. There's no part of you that feels that? No. I'm okay. a caregiver. I always, I've taken care of everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. People wait, wait, come to me for that. You say you're a caregiver, but you feel this burden when you're giving care, because now you feel overburdened, it seems to me. I'm burning out, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, so I'm, maybe I'm we should, maybe we should think about if you have defined yourself as a caregiver, 
and there's an energy that you are stuck in when you need to take care of yourself first, that's going to spin itself back on you. I don't think your karma is stuck, or you have a, it's a karma it's a, rut. A karma rut. <laughs> it may be a perspective rut. Mm -hmm. perspective. Maybe a perspective rut of how you're looking at things and how you're seeing yourself and what you need. Caregivers, for the most part, I know I've met a lot of them who feel that that's selfish to do that. And what happens, particularly with people who are caregivers and also women who have the disease to please, you want to please others, please others, please others, eventually people start to take advantage of it because the message that you have sent to people is, here I am, use me, here I am, use me, I'm going to be the one, and you then become resentful of it. You then become resentful. Or tired and worn out of it. <laughs> yes, but also resentful. You have yes, to, you have to yes. own the, the, the resentfulness. There was a, a friend of mine who, I had, who was going into rehab, needed to go into rehab, and I put this person through rehab three times already. And they sent me an email saying, I have nowhere to turn but you. I guess so, because I've, I guess so, because I've done it three times already. So the person came to me and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I only, you, only you can help me. I did it. I said to them, I'm going to do it, but I have to tell you, I'm really resentful. I'm really resentful and I'm angry with you because I believe that you subconsciously, if not consciously, knew that whenever you get in trouble, you have me to fall back on. And actually, I was venting this with the person's counselor, and I was saying, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, but I'm, I'm really resentful. I gotta tell you, I'm resentful. I've done the Oprah show, so I know what these feelings are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a sense of resentment. And you know what the counselor, the person's counselor said to me? They said, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. If you're feeling such resentment, why, why, why are you doing it? Well, because I, well, well, he asked me to do it, and I'm the one that has the Well, he said, what if you just said no? So make the choice to either do it and do it with love, as Tom was saying, or don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can, you can stop it. You can stop people from continuing to to use you, you can stop, you can change your, your, your role or the definition of yourself. See, when I said you're resentful, you don't even want to say that. I didn't, no, but I see what you are. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you resent when people take advantage of you. Absolutely. And guys, love is not about always being, oh, yeah. everything's fine, everything's fine. Love is about truth. Yes. Truth and love are one and the same. Yes. So yeah. if your truth is, is this is not, this does not feel right, I feel taken advantage of, You've got to speak that truth. That is love. It doesn't always come in a sweet little box with a bow on it, no. right? Yeah. And you know what I realized about myself? I realized this when the counselor said this to me, you don't have to do it. And when I said, okay, but I'm going to do it. And when I started to really peel back the layers, as I'm asking you to do now, I thought, well, why do I, why do I want to do it? Why do I? Because I have bought into I'm the savior for everybody. Mm. I've, I've bought into that, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm getting out of it. So yeah. at the end of the day, I can say, well, I'm the one. If it wasn't for me, you would have been able to go to rehab for the fourth time. <laughs> you know? And so I think that there may be a little bit of that playing with you, too, because you stood up and told us all, I am the caregiver. That's right. right. Okay. That's right. It's all Thank about you how you see much. yourself. Yes. Did you have you a little aha? <laughs> <laughs> In 1998, 
Spiritual teacher Gary Zukov was the first guest on The Oprah Show to explain how Newton's third law of motion applies to our lives. There's a physical cause and there's a physical effect. Intention is what causes the effect. Do you have loving people in your life? Then you have been loving in your life. Do you have selfish people or angry people in your life? Then look at yourself and you will see that you've had anger in your life and self-concern. So if you are an angry person, you are going to draw to yourself angry people. Don't you love that? <laughs> so Chastity is a career counselor who admits that she was living a double life before she understood the gravity of her own actions, her own cause, which was creating the effect. When I was in my 20s, I dated two married men. When I was in these relationships, so many bad things would have happened and occur in my life. My financial life was a mess. I wasn't getting promoted at work like I should be. I was one way on the work front and I was another way in my personal life. So you live in a double life. I always tell people that there's good karma and bad karma. And I was getting the bad karma in so many different ways. What goes around comes around. And basically I was getting that come around. What really woke me up was when I received a phone call at my place of employment and it was the wife of the person that I was involved with. She could have been very nasty to me, but she was very positive and that positive energy helped me change my life. I realized by dating married men, um, there was so many other people I was hurting. You know, I was hurting myself. I was hurting his family, his children. After that phone call, I had a really deep conversation with myself. I told myself I have to change. Once I left that relationship, you know, so many positive things have happened in my life. My finances are much better. I got promoted on my job and I finished graduate school. And I'm in a, a really amazing relationship. And we just bought our first home together. I, I feel balanced, positive, and more confident. That energy that I used to have, I don't even know it now. Wow, chastity. Mm. Tell us about the phone call that you had. As the mistress, is that a dreaded call? <laughs> it, it's an embarrassing call and a dreaded call because mm -hmm. the first initial thought is, oh my God, did she call my, my manager? You know, so mm -hmm. it wasn't even a, a true, genuine, like, I'm sorry for her. It was kind of like a selfish kind of like... Am I going to be in trouble? Am I going to be in trouble? Did yeah. she call someone else, mm -hmm. you know? And she took a total different approach than I expected. She was so calm and nice and kind and, to you and kind to me and i'm sitting on the phone hearing this wife that i'm ready to kind of go back and forth with but you know still not really totally there until she actually you know told me that you should be more than that as a woman mm -hmm. and it clicked and i'm like yeah as a woman i should be more than that and i'm I'm preaching this to other people and, and to students and other women that look up to me because you're a counselor yes uh -huh. and how can I preach that to them uh -huh. and not be living it? Uh -huh. And I wasn't living it. Uh -huh. So bad karma can actually be positive because you can learn from it, uh -huh. you know? And it can be, it can turn into a positive karma in your life. And uh -huh. I feel like that's what happened to me. Mm. Beautiful. It sounds like it did. Beautiful. Beautiful, Beautiful summary. Beautiful summary. But my question is this, um, how do you stay on the positive path of, you know, positive karma? Mm. Not even with in regards to, you know, I, I would never do that again, but when you have so many negative forces, even in your family, that can come in, how do you stay, 
in a positive place okay. with positive karma. If there are a lot of negative people in your life, don't look at them. Look at the energy that you are creating to attract them. Don't look at them. Look at yourself. What are you doing to draw those people? Because if you are surrounded by negative people, there's a part of you that's willing to tolerate that. Is there not? I agree. I agree because there were a couple of negative people in my life mm -hmm. and I chose to keep them in my life because I didn't want to push them away. Like mm -hmm. you don't push them away because you know because they were friends. So mm -hmm. you don't <laughs> So you you know I feel like mm -hmm. uh, and people were telling me that how can you be around I'm like, "Well, maybe they'll maybe I'll rub off." <laughs> I'm not going to win this, but well, I understand. <laughs> it really comes down to who do you want to be in the world? Who do you want to be? Not what do you want to do, not what do you want to achieve. Who do you want to be? What is the kind of person when they're reading your eulogy? What do you want the words to be said about the kind of person you have been in the world? Do you know the answer to that question? Do you know the answer to that question? I'm asking that of, 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 of everybody. Do you know what that is? Because in the end, you know, I was just at uh, one of my um, dear Harpo uh, employees, been here for 20 years, her husband died suddenly of a, of a brain aneurysm. It was the most beautiful ceremony. I left that ceremony wanting to be a better human being because the words that were said about him as a human being, as a father, as an uncle, as a friend, the words that people spoke about him were so loving and impassioned that I thought, gee, when I die, I don't want people to talk about the number of shows I did. You want people to talk about how your love affected them, the love that you put out into the world. Yeah, affected them. So if that is the paradigm that you're living from, how can I serve and be the most loving gracious, giving person, whatever my talent is, to all the, all the girls that you're counseling, how do I do that with love, ultimately? I'm telling you, the negative energy will change. And when you become that force for yourself, you won't allow it. I don't care what their title or role is in your life. You just really won't. You, you just really won't. Sometimes you have to divorce your friends and divorce your family members. And if you handle them with love in doing it, they, they will come back. You will have an opportunity to reconcile. I speak from what I know. But I've had family members who, for whom I've said, I will not allow you to treat me this way. I will just share a little bit about intentions. Is everybody clear about it? Because it gets confusing for some people. I used to be, uh, I used to have the disease to please. A lot of women have it. You grew up with it. You think that your value is in what you do for other people. And I was really trying to heal myself of that. And somebody called me, and a very famous person had called me and asked me to be a part of a benefit for fundraising. And I really didn't want to do it. And what I realized in saying no is that all of the years where I'd said yes and didn't really want to or intend to, the message that I was sending to people is that you can ask me and I will say yes whether I want to or not. That my intention is really to do whatever you want me to do instead of what I really want to do. I'm not just there for your benefit. I'm there because 
it so pleases me, it, I'm so motivated to do so. And so the energy of my being anywhere changed. Very different. And the same thing in your own life. You know, when I was growing up, there was a woman who used to um, be a tither in our church, Ms. Adams. And every day, she, every Sunday, she'd walk down the aisle in her hat. And I thought, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to be a tither so I can wear a hat like that. <laughs> <laughs> and what I realize is, is that two people putting the same amount of money in the plate, one with the intention to serve and to do well, and somebody else with the intention to do it just because it's expected of you or you're making a show of it, the energy that will come back to those people will be different. Hi, Kathleen. What do you want to say? I've had a lot of problems with my wireless provider. And when I go in and I am sweet as sugar yeah. and kind, I am told, well, would you like to redo your contract and buy another phone because there's nothing we can do for you? When I, let's just call it, um, become more assertive about my position, uh -huh. um, I am rewarded with overnight shipping, a new phone, and a lot of other things. So by going to a very negative place, I think, I am rewarded. When I go and am pleasant and kind and the sweet, wonderful person that I, that I am inside, that is negatively um, reinforced by them kind of brushing me off. Assertion is not negative. Being assertive is not being negative. There's a difference between the intention of being negative and the intention of being assertive. So it's difficult for them to deal with me because I don't just roll over and go away because I am very insistent upon what I consider an acceptable solution. Okay, well, that's not negative well, karma. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> and you got your phone fixed. I did, I yeah. did. Well, but go ahead, The Tom. spiritual journey is standing on your own two feet. I felt the same way when you said when I'm assertive, sometimes I get the very things that I'm standing up for. What's wrong with that? If you do it with love and truth, it's truth. Yeah. This is true for me. That really doesn't work for me. That's very inconvenient for me. It doesn't seem fair based on the contract I signed. I really think we can do better here. Beautiful. Yes. I just have a question. My childhood cancer diagnosis. I learned the power of positivity at 13 mm -hmm. and the power of possibility at 14 mm -hmm. um, that I still stand here today. So it seems that it always takes some kind of traumatic event for people to come to this place of this energy and what it brings back to you when you're putting it out. Why do you guys think that is? Hmm. That, that we have to have something traumatic in our lives for us to feel this way and to give this back. Um, and how do we get to a place where everybody can just feel it, where it's just normal in society and it's a normal everyday thing without having something oh traumatic God, have to I happen to you? I love this question. <laughs> I love this question. That is why I'm doing this life class. That is the reason why I wanted to take the 4,561 hours of shows and use those specifically as an example and to say it, you know, mm -hmm. over the years, we were kind of saying it. We were showing the stories and hoping at the end of the day you'd come away with some kind of uplifting, thoughtful, uh, as well as entertaining um, ideas about, about the show. But I wanted to say it out loud so that I can show people somebody else making the mistake. I can show somebody who has hit somebody as a drunk driver so that you don't have to do it. I can make you feel right. something so that you don't have to do it. And I can tell you the, the lines of cause and what that, what, what that affected so that you can see how that's operating in your life so you don't have to make the mistake. Right. But it's true, we respond to negativity in our lives more than we do to positivity. So right. I'm trying to get people to shift that so that you can learn just by observing your day and not waiting until, as, as I've said, you can hear the whispers and respond. 
and not have the brick wall yeah. fall down on your head before you can hear it. But mm -hmm. most people are hard. We're de you know why, why it takes so long? I think it's because we're so dense. Right. We're dense. First of all, we are dense as, as human beings. You're, just being here means you're, you're dense. You're not of the spirit world. And that the more dense you are, the number you get. And so you can't really feel and see and respond. That's what spirituality is about. It's about opening yourself up so you begin to see. Oh, boy, gee, the sky, it's sunny today. Can right. you, I, you, you ever, I stop at the stop sign sometimes and I see the hordes of people getting off the train who cross the street and they never look up anymore. Everybody's just sort of going through the motions and they're mm -hmm. just getting through it. They're just getting through it. Nobody's really conscious. Right. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Well, what I'm wondering is I feel like I've, I've evolved a lot as a person over uh, the past few years, since my 20s. And I'm wondering if, since I've made those conscious choices um, uh -huh. to, to be a better person since then, I'm wondering if I can avoid the negative karma that maybe would have been coming from the 20s. Is there any way to kind of pay back to the, the karma bank? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and avoid it? Or do you have to carry it on your back? Can I tell you what Emerson says about still it? Still suffer. That the real evolved soul invites it in. Because there's just more to learn. Oh, there's another onion layer to peel back. There's, it just, you just invite it all. Let whatever you need, if you, if you want to have the purest intention, whatever you need to be the greatest force for good you can be, bring it. Mm -hmm. Bring it. And, and I'll trust you that, that I can handle it and learn from it and yeah. get through it. I, I feel that everything is a lesson. I look at every opportunity as a lesson. And sometimes I wake up and say, God, don't teach me nothing today. Let me just walk yeah. through. I, really, I, I, I'm up to hearing lessons. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you, just, you just have had enough. But the moment you say, be very careful when you say, you know, how evolved you are. Because the moment you think you got it, it mm -hmm. comes right. wearing another pair yeah, of no, pants. I'm definitely right. still a work in progress. Yeah. I just know that from my 20s to now, I know I've, I've changed a lot. I used to, you know, journal at the end of the year, right, sit by the fire and write what I wanted for every, you know, going into the new year. Instead of things, I would say, you know, I want, you know, more to be more kind or I want more love or I want more courage. And I stopped doing that mm -hmm. because when you ask for more love, mm -hmm. All, the exact opposite shows up because how do you give love other than through people who are difficult to love? It's, it's really easy. Jesus said that. It's easy to love those who are loving. So when you ask for it, it's going to show up wearing, you know, very difficult pants. <laughs> pants don't fit. You know, when you ask for courage, the year I asked for courage, I was betrayed three or four times by, you know, people who were close to me. And I was thinking, I ain't asking for courage no more. <laughs> not going to ask for that. Yes. It's a line in Evan Almighty. When you pray for courage, this is what Morgan Freeman says, when you pray for courage, God doesn't just zap you with courage. Life doesn't zap you with courage. Right. You get the opportunity yes. to be courageous. You get the opportunity to be courageous. I didn't know that before I prayed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, how have your relationships changed since becoming more awakened. I'm sitting in your classroom. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Look at the, look at how beautiful I was able to, without any idea that I would be able to draw a, a soul into my life that has such beauty and truth and is such a refined teacher. Oh my goodness, come on. Come on. You are the manifestation of my put it out, look what I got back. <laughs>
Thank you, John Shadiak. <laughs> so it all goes back to this, the same thing we we're talking about, third law of motion, Newton, God. What goes around comes around. We're all energy. We all know that. We're constantly putting energy into everything that we do, everything that we think and everything that we say, and that same energy is what's coming back into your life, good, bad, and otherwise. We all got that, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you're in sync, you're like uh, flowing down a stream. I always say it. You want to move with the flow. Mm. You want to move with the flow of your life, and everybody's life mm. has a flow. Yeah. Would you agree, Tom? Yeah, let go of the side. Let the fear makes us swim over to the side. Yeah. Let yeah. it go. Yeah, some people are doing this, swimming upstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, let the salmon do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's all about energy. Thank mm. you so much for being here. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. <laughs>